Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Michael K Show. Even though you may not be the Yankees, Daryl Strawberry, Doc Gooden, Tom Seaver, they're forever New York athletes. That 69 championship and 86 championships mean something to this city. When you win, it moves the needle. It's significant. If the Devils, Islanders, and Nets win, it's not going to move the needle the same way. So, yeah, Yamamoto may pick the Yankees over the Mets because he just likes the history, especially the history with Japanese players. But make no mistake, if he ever won with the Mets, it'd be a thing. It's not the same between choosing between the Nets and the Knicks, or the same between choosing the Islanders and Devils over the Rangers. And if, even though the Jets and the Mets are the second team in town, Dan, if they win, it's a thing. The Michael K Show on 98.7 ESPN. 503 in the big city. Don and Dan taking up until 630. Then Dan till 7. Then our coverage begins for the Knicks and Nets, which is a pretty significant game Dan, when you look at it, the Knicks sit as the five seed in the Eastern Conference with a record of 15-11. and 11. They went out west, went 2-2, two and two, which is, I guess, all you can ask for yep. when you're going out west, uh, and especially after they lost to Utah to start the trip, to be able to bounce back, take two out of three, beat the Lakers and the Suns in the process, uh, and now find themselves a, a game and a half behind number four, Orlando, which is starting to come back down to earth now. The Magic have lost a couple of games in a row. Um, and then you've got the Nets, who are the nine seed right now. They went out west, lost three in a row. They're five hundred. So when you talk about like needing a game here, just uh, you know, twenty six games in, it's certainly bigger for the Nets. They're home, but it's also big for the Knicks, who can come off a five game road trip, three and two, and they'll take that every day. Yeah, and it's odd too that both of them are coming off of West Coast trips, right? And this is their first time right back at it, closer to home here. And it's a big game for both. Uh, like we said earlier, the Knicks' schedule is brutal the rest of the month of December. So this represents, at least on paper, their best chance for a victory. And they'd like to get it. And if you're the Nets, you want to stop the bleeding yeah. too because you had a rough time out there. And I think that if you look at it realistically, you know that both of these teams are playing for different things this year, right? The Knicks have expectations where. You were in the second round last year, and you hope now you could take it a step further and maybe find your way to a conference finals this season. Nets, on the other hand, are still trying to essentially make sense of everything after the dust settled. We're trading off the superstars last year. Now you're kind of building it up with young players and trying to form something special. I think the Nets would be more than happy if they can make the playoffs this year and avoid the play-in tournament. Like, finishing in the top six, to me, is a goal for the Nets, and I would say job well done. For the Knicks, you have your sights set a little bit higher. Yeah, they certainly do. Uh, this Knicks preview is brought to you by Pajamagram. You were talking about the difficulty of the schedule after Brooklyn. Uh, they're going to play on, I guess that would be Saturday, the 23rd. Garden doubleheader that night, or that day right. and night. Because yeah. and I'll be I'll be on the call. I get back to doing some games. I got the Oiler game on Friday and the Saber game on Saturday. Looking forward to that. Back to back games against the Bucks at home. Yeah, uh, tough. One on on Saturday and then Monday Christmas Day. That's tough. Bucks have won five in a row. We know how good they are, and and that's that's the the flaw of the in season tournament 
is extra games against the Bucks for the, the Knicks and an extra game against the Celtics, too, you know, the way that it worked out. And then I don't know what goes on in the NBA and the NHL where you get like these rogue trips to the middle of the country, like the Nets out of nowhere um, or the Rangers out of nowhere played like one game in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Oh, one game in Dallas, and then the Knicks had like one game in Minnesota. The Knicks have a one-game trip when they come out of the Christmas uh, holiday in Oklahoma City. So they're home on the 25th, then the 27th they're in Oklahoma City, then come uh, go to Orlando, and then uh, go to Indiana. Like So it's like a weird trip, right, where you're going out to Oklahoma City, then down to Orlando, and then instead of playing Miami, you're going back across the country, uh, halfway across the country to play Indiana. Before you- well, what's interesting about Indiana, too, is that they've kind of leveled off a little bit since they made that run to the championship of the in-season tournament. You know, I think mm-hmm. they had won maybe like five or six in a row or something, but now they've lost four in a row. So maybe they're starting to come back to the pack a little bit because that's a team that we didn't really think a heck of a lot of going into the season. But this is big. And look, we even said this earlier in the year, just the early portion of the schedule for the Knicks, the first couple of months, like these two Milwaukee games, Friday and – or. Um, yeah, right. Well, Saturday and then and then Monday on Christmas. That's already four games against Milwaukee before the end of the calendar year. I mean, yeah, that's unheard of. And they're O for the season so far against Milwaukee. Mm. They're O for the season against Boston so far. But I just got done talking about the goal is to take that next step. Well, who do you think you're going to have to leapfrog along the way if you want to take that next step? Teams like that. So these are yeah. big gauge games for this team. And that's the Knicks preview brought to Bobby Jamma. Graham, soft, silky, a best-selling Christmas gift for her. Get a free $75 nightie with, new, with naturally nude pajamas from Pajama Graham. Now, uh, on the other side of the garden, the Rangers, they win last night over the uh, Maple Leafs. And I thought Dave had a great line in the pregame last night when I was doing it, uh, the, setting up the game, about mm-hmm. how the Rangers are quick learners. Like, they're outstanding after losses. What are they, like 8-1 and one after a loss or 7-1 and one after a loss? And, you know, they lost to Toronto the week before 7-3, and then they turn around and win 5-2. I mean, that's the, the mark of a really good team. No extended losing streaks. Um, make a mistake, immediately correct it. And that's where the Rangers are right now as they sit atop the Metropolitan Division. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10. They've got 45 points, which is the best in the Eastern Conference. They've got two wins already against Boston. They've split against Toronto, so they're playing great against the good teams. And the Islanders, give them some love. They're 7-1-2 in their last 10 after it looked like they were going to be firing Lane Lambert. They were chanting his name to be to be fired. They weren't scoring goals, blowing leads in the third period, which they still continue to do, but they're playing better. They're in third place in the Metro. You know, they're sitting just uh, seven points back of the Rangers for first place uh, after it looked like they were going to be almost guaranteed to miss the playoffs. And then you got the Devils, who are 6-3-1 and one in their last 10. They lost in overtime last night. But, you know, they were sold out at UBS for, for Oilers and, and Islanders, and the Oilers lost their third in a row. Islanders beat them. Sold out over at the Rock. You know if the Rangers played at home against Toronto, that game would be sold out. So there's a buzz around the hockey teams. Devils off to a slower start than the others, but uh, pretty entertaining stuff going on in the NHL. Was it last week when somebody called? Was it Friday when you and I were doing it, or was maybe one of the shows earlier in the week where somebody called up and asked, what are the chances of the three area locals finishing 1-2-3 in the Metropolitan Division this year? And I didn't think that was going to happen, but... 
the team that's bringing up the rear out of that pack, it's the Devils, right? And they were the ones going into the season that had the best odds to maybe take home a cup this year. And look, last night you lose in overtime, but you gave an extra point to a team you're chasing in Philadelphia. And I know there's still a lot of hockey to be played, but all these teams are so bunched together and the devil goaltending situation is not good. We know that. So I wonder when you start to panic if you're Jersey, given what all the expectations were for you at the beginning of the season. Well, they're going to have to do something because the goaltending is just not good enough and the defense isn't good enough, which is a bad combination. Uh, I was doing the podcast with Anthony Pusick, and he brought up a great point. You know, Colorado won a Stanley Cup with Kemper as their goaltender because they had an elite defense in yeah. front of them. You know, this is not an elite defense. There's a possibility Dougie, Dougie Hamilton's not going to play again this year. So I talked about it on Game Misconduct, which you can pick up uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Is there a fit with Calgary? Markstrom and Hannafin may be on the block for the Flames, who look like they're going to be selling off pieces here. And, you know, if they can fit it under the cap, Hannafin's a really good defenseman. They can replace Hamilton if he's not coming back. You'd love Markstrom as the goaltender for the Devils moving forward. This team is not going to compete for a cup as presently constituted. They're entertaining. They can score a ton of goals. They've been able to survive. Timo Meyer giving them almost nothing offensively because they've got Hughes, they've got Heeshear, they've got Bratt. Very good offensive, entertaining team to watch. But that's not conducive for making a run in the playoffs when you're getting bad defense and bad goaltending. So... I don't think the three of them are going to finish high. Before I start falling in love with the Islanders, I see, need to see more um, because, again, this has been a nice 10-game spurt here, but you know, you, the rest of the season they were really just kind of running in place. The Rangers have been the most consistent team. They are among the elite teams in the NHL. They've got a head coach that is known to have an immediate impact. Early in his tenure in Carolina, he won a cup. Went to Early in his tenure with Philadelphia, went to a Stanley Cup final. First year in Nashville, he went to a Stanley Cup final. So he's got that kind of an impact uh, with teams when he gets there. Didn't happen in Washington because they were too old and too banged up. But uh, And it's not like the Rangers haven't had injuries, Dan. I mean, they had to play 10 games without Fox. Right. They had most of this year without Heedle. Kako's been hurt for them. And yet they've still found ways to, to win. They've been uh, really a, a terrific, terrific hockey team to watch. And every we have this conversation every couple of months, Dan, like what local team's got the best chance to win a championship? The way the Rangers are playing right now, they are certainly in that conversation. And how many people thought at the beginning of the season the Rangers would be in this position and one of the guys that you would look to and say they're here because of him? Not the guy who's a former Vezina Trophy winner. It's Jonathan Quick, who was on the back nine of his career. Think about that. Yeah, he has been unreal. 9-0-1 in 10 starts as a Ranger. Uh, he grew up in Connecticut, uh, dreamed of being a New York Ranger, and now he's going to close out his Hall of Fame career with the Rangers and certainly contributing there. We're waiting on Dan Orlovsky. He's going to be joining us uh, in just a couple of minutes. So we'll be talking to him about some uh, football. So let's go well, back to the phones in the meantime. But Dan has a comment. Well, the member we speculated with the Aaron Rodgers decision, well, that's going to cost somebody a roster spot mm-hmm. and somebody an opportunity or whatever. Well, we know the answer to that question, at least initially, because the Jets made it official. They activated Aaron Rodgers, and they released fullback Nick Bauden. Okay. So, so it cost the, the job. Yeah. Hopefully he'll be able to hook up someplace else. So it's not nothing. You know, we'll talk to, we'll talk to, to Dan. I mean, because Dan he was a career backup quarterback. So he would probably know the impact – that Rodgers can have to close out this season, you know, being able to participate in practice, being around the team, and whether my conspiracy theory has any validity to it. Well, and he's and the funny thing is, I know it's like 
the fullback is so antiquated in the NFL, but the Jets use a fullback. No, and that's Borden's true. Played, Borden's played in every game this season. He actually has scored one of the few offensive touchdowns for the Jets this year, and now he's not on the team, which, hey, not my call. All right, let's dive back into the phones, and let's talk to Alex in Pennsylvania. You're on ESPN New York. How are you, Alex? Hey, guys, how you doing? Happy holidays. Uh, Don, Don, uh, you know, Grasa, I love you guys. Wish Michael and Peter were here. Hey, I wanted to run something by you about the Giants uh, offseason because there's a lot of teams that need a quarterback. We got uh, the Bears possibly getting Caleb Williams. We got Drake May possibly going to, uh, to the Patriots. And then Marvin Harrison, I think, is going to go to the Cardinals. But Washington just sat Sam Howell, and they got the fourth pick. Do you think that they're a threat of getting Jaden Daniels from the Giants? No, I, I think that we'll, we'll go over that in just a second because uh, Dan Orlovsky is joining us here for his weekly spot. Now time for the Dan Orlovsky Report brought to you by Sansone Auto Mall. Top t- uh, Ten top brands, over 2,000 vehicles, one place, Sansone Auto Mall in Woodbridge. How are you, buddy? It's Don LeGrec and Dan Grasso. Happy holidays. Uh, happy holidays. I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys? Good. We were Good, just Dan. kind of batting around um, how much value Aaron Rodgers being activated but not playing is going to help the, the Jets move forward. Salah said that they, he likes that he's going to be around, be able to participate in practice. Uh, do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing that you know they had to cut somebody to make room on the roster for somebody who's not going to play? I think that's a bad thing. I think that's a bad thing for um, your organizational philosophy. I think it's a bad thing and an unfortunate thing for that person who got cut. Now, I don't know who it was. Is it a person who was going paycheck to paycheck when it came to like their um, how much they accrued in the NFL or was their salary for the rest of the year guaranteed? So, I mean, it's a cutthroat business. Everyone's aware of that. But I think it's a bad thing for that person if they lost out on three weeks of the paycheck. Um, and you're bringing up a guy to your roster that isn't going to play. I know every situation's different. Like, it's hard. Like, this is a moment where it's hard to say everything we do is going to be for the best thing for the football team to try to win games and then go, well, this person's not going to do anything for, at least on game day, for us to help to win the game on the field. Um, was there not going to be around if he wasn't brought up to the roster? Um, so I, I think it's it's odd and it's weird that, you know, hey, not going to play, but he's going to be on the roster. Dan, what do you think it says league-wide this season that so many backup quarterbacks are having – at least a modicum of success. You know, are teams misevaluating the starting quarterback position by putting so much of an emphasis to it and the inexact science that it is that you have guys that are just coming off the bench and in some cases operating the offense better than even the starters did? Yeah, I'd still say this. You, it, you have to have one of those rare, elite, you win because of quarterbacks, to consistently be in the Super Bowl conversation? Can you have the one-off season where you somehow, you know, everything falls your way and a, a good quarterback, a guy that you win with, wins you a Super Bowl? I'm sh- sure, we have those examples, Nick Foles. Um, I think a lot of the backup quarterbacks, one, they're able to keep you afloat, but once you get into the games that are playoff football games, more than likely going to get weeded out. Um, it's easier to play quarterback nowadays. It just is than it was years ago. 
So more guys are capable of doing it at a serviceable level. Well, why is it easier? One, I mean, if just being blunt, honest, when I was going to the NFL, I made teams because I was tough enough. You had to be able to like, stand in there and prove in games that you could take hits. Quarterbacks don't take hits like they used to. So, you know, maybe guys have hung around because that that's not necessarily like a, a massive need. I think, too, because of the rules, it's easier to call offensive plays. Precision isn't at a premium or as, at, as much as a premium because of the rules, because you can't beat receivers up because we're guys can throw the ball now and not kill receivers across the middle of the field. The RPO game, you know, years ago there was no such thing as the RPO, and so you didn't have these built-in kind of easier completions that some guys have. So uh, I think if you look at a lot of the backup quarterbacks that are having success, the two things that become very apparent that they're having success in, RPOs and quarterback design runs. 10, 15 years ago, those were never a thing in the NFL. Mm. So speaking of backup quarterbacks, we didn't get a chance to talk to you last week, Dan, after the victory over the Packers. Now, a bit of a, a step back after losing to New Orleans, but just give me your thoughts on Tommy DeVito and where do you think he fits on the New York Giants next year? Yeah, I think Tommy DeVito's proved that, hey, I can vibe for, vibe for a backup job for the next couple of years in the NFL. He's obviously a great story, and it's so good on him for taking advantage of the opportunity he's been given. You know, he has made a lot of plays with his legs, and he's thrown the ball well in certain situations. And, you know, last week a little bit of a reality check and step back. So, um, but I do think that, listen, when you're a backup quarterback and you get the opportunity to play, it's more than likely the only opportunity that you are going to get. Take advantage of it and prove, like, hey, I can go out and play a little bit and at least give you a chance to win some games. You know, he, he certainly set himself up to give himself a career in that role. Talking with Dan Orlovsky here on the Michael K Show, 98.7 ESPN. Where is the level on the panic meter that you push right now for the Philadelphia Eagles? Um, I would say out of a 10, it's like an 8, 8 and a half. We could be honest about it. Good team, not a great team. Um offensively uncreative, relatively predictable. Offensive line doesn't dominate the way it did last year. Quarterback doesn't trust the pocket the way he did last year. Pass game is very pedestrian when it comes to innovation behind it. Defensively, the defensive line is not nearly as active and physical. They get run on. The middle of their defense is, is easy to attack. The only person in coverage that's played well is Slay. And you just changed your defensive coordinator. So, yes, they're 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 ten and four and, and a good football team, but they are nowhere near what they were last year. And it's not even a shoe in in a confident way to say that they're going to win a playoff game. So, what team's got the best chance to win in Frisco in the championship game? Yeah, I think two teams that you know like. So the only way to beat San Francisco is you got to outscore them. You're going to have to outscore them. You're going to have to treat San Francisco like three years ago teams started treating the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick. You're not going to stop them. You'll hear people talk about, oh, you're going to match up. You won't. So can you score 32 points? 
And I think there's two teams capable of doing that in San Francisco. Detroit and L.A. I say Detroit because you can run the football a little bit on San Francisco if you are diverse in your run game, meaning you run a lot of different runs. That is Detroit. They're not going to stop San Francisco much. But if you can get one takeaway or two third down get-off-the-field moments, I think they can run the ball and score enough. But I say L.A. because interdivision, uh, they know each other well. Their run game is outstanding. It's all 11, and there's no quarterback in football throwing the ball better than Stafford. Interesting stuff, Dan. Listen, have a tremendous holiday, man. We'll talk to you in 24. You guys as well. Appreciate you. All Thanks, right. Dan. That is, that is Dan Orlovsky, and that's Dan Orlovsky Report brought to you by Sansone Automall. Are you in the market for a new vehicle? Call Sansone Automall at 1-800-SANSONE. Mention Bart Scott and benefit from exclusive employee pricing. You pay what they pay. So interesting stuff from Dan. And Dan, I've got coming up. A mm-hmm. trivia question for you. Oh. Football <laughs> trivia. Wow. And I stumbled upon another list. From from BR Walkoff? No. Oh. Does Dan no. have to get the trivia question in under five clues? He's not going to get it. Oh, my. I can't. I, I, I'm surprised I mean, that's by a it. challenge. It's a challenge. It's fighting words, so. I remember the game. Okay. But I was surprised that uh, it was the answer to the trivia question. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy, hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we've got uh, a little trivia for Dan Grasso. Now, Let's Dan's a big football guy, as you know. So this should I be like easy for him. I like how you have to him. preface that. What do you mean? <laughs> big football guy. I would hope so. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, you know, the people might be new to the program. All right, this is from Greek sent this to me. 
And he was oh, actually so by way of Greek. Okay, he was actually sending this to me for information, but I was able to create a trivia question out of it. Okay. Now Christmas night at eight fifteen, we've got a gorgeous the Christmas gorgeous game between Baltimore and San Francisco. It is only the second time since the nineteen seventy merger. Two teams with a share of the league's best record will meet in week 16 or later. Of course, both teams 11 and 3 to start the season. What was the other game? Giants Bills 1990. Oh, that's a good one. No. The game where Phil Sims broke his foot. Yeah, but that was rain. but yeah, but that wasn't that wasn't week 16. I thought well, week fifteen, right? Yeah. Wasn't it, wasn't it like the only, second there, there, to? That was pre buy, I believe, or was there a buy? There might have been buys in ninety. Actually, it might have been the first year with a buy, perhaps, maybe. But no, that's not it. Well, either way, but it's incorrect. Um, it's incorrect. All right, so week sixteen or later. Great game ended in overtime. Oh wow. Um. It was actually the regular season finale. Winner gets a bye. Loser is a wild card team. Can you give me a year? I'll give you the date. January 2nd, 1994. So it's the 93 season. That was... um January 2nd, 1994. That was... Oh, it was the uh, Giants-Cowboys game. That's right. right. Yeah. You know what's funny yeah, but, about that? Yeah, but is that the right... That's not the right answer to the trivia question, though. What do you mean? You just said... Read what Anthony Greek sent you. Ravens and 49ers are the one seeds in respective leagues. The Giants and the Cowboys are both in the NFC. Yeah, but they both had a share of the best record in the NFL. That's what I said. But I thought it was, I thought it was both in, in each conference. No, That's for only the these. second time since the 1970 merger, two teams with a share of the league's best record will meet in week 16 or later. So the Giants and Jets, the Giants and the Cowboys were tied with the best record in football going into the final game of the season. Even more than anybody in the AFC at that time that year? Yeah. Wow. Elias wouldn't lie to you, Dan. Greek told us that uh, the 1990... Um, that was week 15 when the Giants lost so the Bills and Sims got hurt. All right, so that's interesting because remember in 93, that was the, um, that was the last of the – no, excuse me, 90 – no, yeah, it was. It was the last of the three – or excuse me, last of the four straight trips to the Super Bowl the Bills made, and they beat the Montana um, Chiefs in the AFC Championship game in Buffalo. But that's interesting. January that was also the day I mean I, I remember it January 2nd 1994 that night which was the last game of the regular season that was the infamous Buddy Ryan Kevin Gilbride game where the Oilers oh, shut yeah. out the Jets Absolutely where the, all the call. Jets needed to do was win in their end and they got shut out that's a very very good call um, yeah. I'm just trying to take a look at the um, the Giants because I know they closed out the 90 season that year in New England against the Patriots didn't Hostetler play that game? Yeah, we had to because oh, yeah, he got hurt. Duh, that's why. Um, and yeah, I thought so. Yeah, because you know what? Um, the Giants in ni- in, in nineteen. Let me, call, let me go back. The nineteen ninety. They 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 lost. A, it was a, it was a Saturday game in the rain. Yeah, awful. But 
but and I and I thought this was true. I just wanted to confirm it. It was week fifteen. The Giants then went to Phoenix, beat the Cardinals, and then went to New England and beat the Patriots with Hostetler as the backup. So it was a week fifteen game, but not a bad call because the Bills obviously were good. The Giants were eleven and two going into that game, and the Bills in that game were. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, eleven and two. So yeah, they were both eleven and two, but it was week fifteen. That's why it's not the answer to the question. But good job, Bob. You know what's that funny about that, Don and Dan? What's yeah. that? I put that factoid in the NFL yesterday. I left out the uh, the other game. Well, see, you just weren't creative enough. Exactly. So that's uh, the interesting only game though, because is the only time, and, and people rip me for this. Mm-hmm. Let's see if you follow me. It was the only time that the Giants lost a football game of that magnitude that I wasn't completely devastated because well, I just thought the better team won. Like the Giants were home, but remember that was kind of a surprise season for them. It was the it was the first year under Dan Reeves. So that was there Emmett Smith playing with one shoulder in that game, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The fake. Well, he faked his shoulder injury. Oh. I think that's been confirmed. So. It was an amazing game. Giants took it to overtime, lost. And I said to myself, I was disappointed they lost. I was, but I said, you know what? They lost to a better team, and the team went on to win the Super Bowl. You so, know what's interesting about that, though, too? Like, they weren't the only two teams that had the share of the best record in the NFL because you had two teams in the AFC who had the same record. The Bills and the Oilers were both 11-4 and well, four going into that last one as that's well. That's why the key word to the, the, the text from Greek was share. Interesting. But no, those teams were not playing each other. No. So completely uh, invalid. But good trivia. And you know what? I liked it. I mean, I gave you the year, but you didn't have to know the answer. Would you have gotten it, Anthony, if I gave you the year? Well, I I read it. Yeah, because you were what, one? He wouldn't have seen it. In 93? He wouldn't have known that. I wasn't born, but I read the the note earlier in the week. And I still didn't January 2nd, 1994. Nope, still not born. When were you born? Amazing. August 6, 1994. That seems like it was five minutes ago, and he was Anthony wasn't even alive yet. Like, think about it. He's a, he's a dear friend oh, now. Oh, wait a minute. Wait I a remember minute. like it was yesterday. So August is month. Yeah, so you weren't even conceived yet. Mm-mm, nope. I have not seen a Ranger Stanley Cup, correct? I'm surprised Griffin didn't bring that to the table <laughs> today. Your, your parents, or Richard, your parents were, um, were still debating whether they wanted to uh, partake. Yep. Right, that was a November situation for Anthony. So it was November '93. It could have been a Thanksgiving scenario. All right, who was the caller that we had to interrupt because of uh, Dan Orlovsky again? That'd be Alex. Alex, I'm sorry. That's right. You know what? Maybe we know what gave it away. The slug called before Orlovsky. Alex in Pennsylvania, <laughs> continue with your phone call, buddy. We're sorry we had to interrupt you. <laughs> hey, it's all right, man. I'll wait to talk to you guys any day. Again, up, happy buddy? holidays. Yeah, I was saying, uh, you know, Giants are in a good spot. They drafted a, a quarterback this year. Obviously, Danny Dimes is probably going to be on his way out. What do you think the Giants should do? Because, you know, a lot of people are calling about, like, what they should do, but I want to hear what you guys think they should well, do. Well, I, I think if there's a quarterback available they like, that's the direction you have to go into. Like you said, it looks like it's going to be uh, Daniel Jones last year, and there's a possibility Daniel Jones isn't going to be ready for the start of the season. So if the Giants do all the right things during the offseason, try to take a step forward after a disappointing season, no offense to Tommy DeVito, but can you afford to have Tommy DeVito be your starting quarterback? 
or do you want to? You know, well, or on top of that, done. do you want to have the next next guy on your roster? Yeah. Well, and the well, other thing, too, guys, Heisman Trophy winner. You know, it's just like, how do you not want a quarterback like that that has that fire? The team's going to want to play for a guy like that. We yeah, had a but Alex, call on the other day, like Tommy DeVito is like a guy that plays that the team's playing for. You know what I mean? They 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 want to see this guy play and do good. Yeah, but Alex, don't read too much into the Heisman Trophy. I mean, you, a lot of Heisman yeah. Trophy winning quarterbacks did nothing in the yeah. NFL. Charlie so, I mean, Ward, you, you Gino Toretta. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of uh, Eric Crouch for crying yeah, out a, loud. Yeah, listen, Gino do I Toretta. Want, do I think he's going to be a good quarterback? I don't know. I mean, but if the Giants and I don't know how the Giants feel about any of these quarterbacks. But if they believe in one of them, they got to get him because it doesn't look like Daniel Jones is long for the, the career with the Giants. And Tommy DeVito, to me, is going to be a, a serviceable backup. He's not the next quarterback of this franchise. So they're going to have to draft a quarterback. Well, the difference, I think, between the Giants situation and the Jets situation with the draft. And look, they could be picking like right next to each other in the draft this year. The Jets are still considered a win-now team because you know Aaron Rodgers is your guy next year, right? You need to go all-in to give him as much help as possible. Giants, on the other hand, I think you approach it as Daniel Jones is here at least for one more year. Now, he might right. be the guy next year. He might not be the guy. Who the heck knows? Coming off of an injury. But I still think if you're the Giants, you need to look big picture-wise. And if that quarterback is there for the future, you take him if there's a guy you like. Because even if Jones is your guy, Don... You still can't look at the Giants as the same urgency to win now like you would with the Jets, whose quarterback is four right. years exactly. old. Exactly. So, and then you might want to draft a weapon for, for Aaron. So there's a, there's a lot going on. I, I, and the Giants have two second-round picks, so they could very easily trade up two if they're not going to be in a position to draft a quarterback wherever they're going to be selecting. Let's go to Jason, Long Island. You're on ESPN New York. What's up, Jason? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Tyler Greg there. Yes. If you, you're such a Giant fan, don't you remember that was Lawrence Taylor's last game crying on the bench? No, the last game was in San Francisco when they got crushed. Yeah, but that game pretty much ended his career. He was done on the bench crying. Well, they beat and the also, Vikings the next week at home yeah. in the playoffs, Jason. Right. And I remember I was yeah, at was, that Vikings. But that was but that was all, all the marbles that year. And also, oh, Emmitt Smith in that divisional game against Green Bay that year, was getting picked up off the ground after every play. Second, John Madden, the first time in his career, I don't know if you guys remember this, I do, went into the Cowboys locker room, walked over to Emmett Smith and said, the greatest game I ever seen. Well, you remember because you're a Cowboy fan. Yeah. Don, Jason's no, like no, today's not. version of I'm what the NFL. caller was I'm, yesterday. I'm, I'm but I, I don't know where, what I screwed up when I they played they played the Cowboys – then they beat the Vikings at home, and I was at that game, and they were chanting LTLT because everybody knew that was probably going to be his last game at home. They knew it was going to be over. They got absolutely destroyed in San Francisco. I believe Ricky Waters had like five touchdown runs in that game. They got completely disgraced and destroyed. It was Phil Simms' last game as well. Yeah. So it was a yeah, devastating. Um, I was yeah. more devastated by that game than I was the Cowboy game. But that was all the marbles. The Cowboys would have been a, a, a wild card team. That's right. And the, the Giants Everton, were the wild. So that, that was big. That was a big thing. Thank you, Jason, for whatever that was. I think he's just a Cowboy fan wanting to thump his Well, he chest. said he That's wasn't. Great. He's a football NFL fan. The reason I mock Cowboy fans that it was a fake injury is because he always said, he said it after the game, that in order to conserve his energy, he never got up himself. He right. always had a teammate help him up. That conserved his energy. 
And I always thought the shoulder was earned because it, it didn't affect him at all. He was using the shoulder to blot, to, to break through tackles. And then when he recanted or recounted the event, he had the wrong shoulder injury. So I have fun. He probably was hurt, but I love tweaking Cowboy fans. And they get well, all excited. You won the game. And, and, all right? and it's almost like he was sitting there trying to like lift up Emmett Smith and almost kind of say that he may have been a superior player to Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor was a better player than Emmett Smith. Lawrence yeah, Taylor's and, the greatest defensive player of all time. Emmett yeah, Smith Lawrence, is great too, but he's not Lawrence Taylor. And, and, and Emmett Smith was was early in his career, and he was like would his third year in the league, and uh, and Lawrence Taylor was in his last year. And then he's like, "You're a big giant fan, like big tough guy," about yeah. him crying on the bench. He didn't cry on the bench after the Cowboy game. I don't game. remember that one. He cried on the bench that. after the San Francisco game. So there was still a win at home against the Vikings. And then when they lost to San Francisco, he knew he was done. He announced his retirement after the game. That's why he was crying. Had nothing well, to no, do with the Dallas game. He got hurt in that game too, Don. Didn't he have to get carted off in the San Francisco game? Didn't he get hurt? No, well, he, he tore his Achilles against Green Bay the year before. I don't remember him getting hurt in the San Francisco I think Francisco he got game. hurt in that, in that game. I almost but positive. he was crying because he knew it was his last game. And we didn't know. Phil didn't know. Fast forward to the, you know, the day after the Rangers won the Stanley Cup that Phil got cut. So it was the last game for Phil Sims, last game for Lawrence Taylor. But it wasn't after the Cowboy game. They played two more weeks after that. Trivia you were question a giant for fan. you. Yeah, I'm a Giant fan. And, and I'm, I'm going to stop because I'm going to get mad. Trivia question. The Viking oh, game. It. That playoff game in 93. Vikings starting quarterback that day was who? In 93... He was a Super Bowl champion quarterback already, but obviously with another team. And will oh, always that, be that known be, for the other that team. That would be uh, Jim McMahon. You got it. See, that's yeah. Don LaGreca right there. He's a Giants fan. He's a football fan. He appreciates the damn sport. Good job. All right, coming up, we've got um, Point God, and then I've got a list for Dan, and then an Anthony Pusick-led ENN. It's Yay! Like a list? Like a Don LaGreca list? Like, no. Oh. No, I, I by the way, can we get those list. before the end of the week? Like, it is the holidays. Like, I want a list. I want a Don's top five list. I got two days to work. Yeah, I can, we can do that. No, you, you have to. I mean, we're going to be together Friday. You, you, uh, definitely, we need a list. You can make it holiday theme, whatever the hell you want it to be, but we need a list. All right, we're going to do that. Hey guys, are you ready to score a touchdown with the best Christmas gift for your special someone? Maybe you'll be able to cross the goal line by getting her Pajama Ground's famous Naturally Nude Pajamas. Naturally Nude Pajamas are known for ultimate comfort and style. They're soft, silky, better than lingerie with a curved caressing fit. Now here's the kicker. When you order Naturally Nude Pajamas today, you'll get a free Naturally Nude 90. That's a $75 savings on a very luxurious 2-in-1 complete holiday gift. Better yet, if you're like me and can't wrap a present, you can even add gift packaging when you order today through pajamagram.com. Guys, this is a holiday gift that is sure to make her happy. Give her the gift of PJs and she might give you a great gift too. Listen, we all know how good it feels to win. So why not win this Christmas? Hurry, go to Pajamagram today for naturally nude pajamas before they sell out. Here's what you do. Go to Pajamagram.com right now. That's Pajamagram.com to order naturally nude pajamas. And tell them Michael K. sent you. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. You have made no good points, Peter. You're so right, Michael. I think you made some salient points. Yeah, because you're an ass. Even though you may not be the Yankees, Daryl Strawberry, Doc Gooden, Tom Seaver, they're forever New York athletes. That 69 championship and 86 championships mean something to this city. They're significant. So you may not be the Yankees, but when you win, it moves the needle. It's significant. If the Devils, Islanders, and Nets win, it's not going to move the needle the same way. So, yeah, Yamamoto may pick the Yankees over the Mets because he just likes the history, especially the history with Japanese players. But make no mistake, if he ever won with the Mets, it'd be a thing. It's not the same between choosing between the Nets and the Knicks or the same between choosing the Islanders and Devils over the Rangers. And even though the Jets and the Mets are the second team in town, Dan, if they win, it's a thing. Tom Seaver is one of the biggest athletes in the history of New York sports, and he didn't have to play for the Yankees to do it, right? Doc and Daryl and Keith and Gary, they're forever players in New York. They didn't have to be Yankees. So the Yankees have the better history, but the Mets aren't nothing. I couldn't have done it without Anthony. How so? Can't do things like that without a great producer. Okay. By the way, that's... Dan, till 6.30. What's up? Because you mentioned Tom Seaver, and I know that this isn't a topic or a category, but I mean, it could be one day if you have a slow Mm -hmm. news day or, you know, we need things to talk about. I think one of my top regrets as a sports fan, sports observer in my lifetime, is that I wasn't old enough to watch Tom Seaver pitch in this town. Yeah. It, As a Mets fan. It's one of those men. And, and listen, I saw I, – I didn't see him in his prime. I mean, I mm-hmm. I have more memories of him as a red and a white sock and then sitting there watching the World Series in 86 as a red sock in the dugout inactive. And then, you know, I remember his return to the Mets and what a big deal that was only to lose him the very next year as they left him unprotected when he went to, ended up going to the White Sox and winning his 300th game there. Um, yeah, I, I got to see him, but I, I didn't see him – Nearly in his prime. Um, we'll get to the list in a second, but I got an interesting call here from Michael, upstate New York. You're on ESPN New York. What's up, Michael? Hey, Dan and Don. Love you guys' chemistry together. So, Don, I actually have a question for you, and I don't know if this ever happened to you before, but I'm a little bit under the weather, and I call games from my high school, and tonight's a big one. It's a basketball game. The boys' basketball team, They it was the first time since 1978 in which they were sectional champions here in upstate, and... I'm not feeling that good. I got to bring it in like two hours. Don, I need some help. How am I going to really get this done? Well, what are your symptoms? Yeah, what do you got? I, I got like it, nose is really runny, right? Congested, cough, not there. My sore you throat. sound fine, Michael. I mean, I, I think just rest your voice because if you're worried about your voice, it sounds fine to me. It sounds strong. I'm telling you, get Manuka honey. It, it's like a miracle drug. It's expensive, but go to like Whole Foods. Get some Manuka honey, all right? 
and then just try to get some like saline for the nose. That'll help a little bit with the uh, the runny nose. But your biggest concern right. has to be your voice. Your voice sounds strong right now. But go run, get the Manuka honey. If you got a Whole Foods cl- close to you or like any kind of health food store or pharmacy, it- it's going to cost a lot of money, but it's well worth it. If you didn't say right. you were sick, I had no idea. Yeah, so I think you're in good oh, shape. All right. Well, I was just I worried about the runny nose because, you know, it's during the broadcast, we're not going to have a lot of breaks. It's going to be high school basketball goes by fast, so we'll see what happens. Well, but thanks, I, 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 I they didn't sell a lot of advertising. I think you're going to you're not even going to notice it. You're going to be fine, Michael. Good luck and, and call us tomorrow. Let us know how it went. And if you got a call, you know, send it over. We'll play it on the air. So thankfully, it wasn't us. anything intestinal because then then he got a well, problem. We, you, know, you go through it all. I mean, there's always yeah. some drug you can take, but you know, his voice sounded strong. I thought he was going to be, you know, somebody that didn't sound well, but he sounded strong. So just rest your voice. Don't call talk shows and, and wreck your voice. Yeah, that could have been an email it. or a tweet or something. So, like, you know, hey, I need some advice. What well, listen, I do? he got through, and hopefully I can help him out. All right, I stumbled upon this. Yeah. Variety mm-hmm. has an article. Yes, Top sir. 100 television shows of all time. So. You're doing this with 40 seconds left in the segment. No. Is that how much is left? That's yeah. not a lot. Um, no, it's not. Just give me. All right. So, so give me uh, the top five. This is comedy and drama? Like all Comedy, drama, specials, oh, anything. Um, Sopranos. Sopranos is number three. <laughs> Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad is number five. So you got two of the top five. Bang! Seinfeld. Seinfeld is not in the top five. They've got Seinfeld that's, at eight. It's a mistake. Uh, MASH. MASH. I, I, it, I'm sure it's on this list. It's not in the top ten. Okay. Ridiculous. Like The Wire or something like uh, that. The Wire seven. Okay. So I got four of the top eight. Pretty good. Uh, oh, boy. So number five, Cheers. Breaking Bad. Cheers, I believe, was 11. Okay. Five of the top 11. You're not bad. I Love Lucy. I Love Lucy's number one. Get the hell out of here. Really? I guess because it was groundbreaking. Seeing somebody stuff chocolates in their mouth and blowing So you need, white, you need four... And you need two. Well, if they put I Love Lucy number one, are you going to tell me Ralph Cramden and the Honeymooners are in there, too? Honeymooners somewhere? not not in the top uh, ten. Archie Bunker, All in the Family. I think it's like 16. Okay. Um, big People Bang thought Frasier was no. funny. I was never a big Frasier guy, but what, do you, what is that in there? Frasier's not in the top ten that okay. I saw. I'm sure it's on the list somewhere, but... All right, you ready? Yeah, sure. All right, I'm going to give you the top ten quick, and then we'll break because we got to okay. get in. Number ten was Roots. The, so that's a mini series. I was, see, I wasn't thinking right. mini series. Well, I said at all. special. I said you know, I said that because Saturday Night Live is up there too, but not in the top ten. Uh, Mary Tyler Moore nine. Okay. Seinfeld eight. Mm-hmm. The Wire seven. Sex in the City six. Oh, come on. Yeah, I was a joke. Come on, what are we doing? Bra- Breaking Bad five. Way too. Was this BR walk off? Way too low for Breaking Bad, because it's better than The Sopranos. Four, The Simpsons. I wasn't even thinking that. That's a, that's a compiler type thing. Yeah, absolutely. They're that's the a Don, compiler. They're the Don Sutton of TV shows. Um, the three is The Sopranos, as I mentioned. Two, Mad Men. 
and say, one. That's not two. It's not. Is I love Lucy. The the BR walk off power hitter list I think had more credibility than right, the top ten TV there. shows. Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.